Later today, if you're able to come by womenwhobelieve.com or menwhobelieve.com, then you can dig with us a little deeper into what we're talking about today. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL? I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. Motherhood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? <laughs> Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is, this, this is, this is life. life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Happy birthday! When you love somebody, you let them know, especially on their birthday. And so yesterday, Julie Thomas from Women Who Believe had a birthday. And so some of us broke into her house when we, her husband actually let us in at 5.55 in the morning so that we could give her her favorite coffee and sing songs to her. I, I felt truly celebrated. However, it was 5.50 in the morning and to see and to see faces in front of me that I wasn't expecting. Was she was a, dazed. Oh, my. Wow. Was the sun even up? No. I couldn't even tell. It was surreal. But that's what you do. When you love somebody, you go out of their way to do kind of weird stuff so they can think, I'm so loved. That's so great. So another gift that Julie gets, because she's my BFF and I want her to feel loved on her birthday, is that, not that I dictate what she talks about on a normal basis or anything, like, well, you have to talk about this. But today, for a birthday present, because that's what you do when you love somebody, you give them stuff, she gets to talk about whatever she wants, because I know if I say that, she'll open up about one of her obsessions so you know how it is. You know how it is when there's that thing that you are so excited about or you just kind of are obsessive about that you know that your girlfriends just know if they spend any amount of time with you, it's probably going to come up in conversation. For me, it's football. Football. It's absolutely football. Yep. And and there is 114 days. 114 days until kickoff. Oh, my word. I know. It starts in September oh, and it's May. But hey, the draft the draft just happened. And so we're watching it and it's on, uh, you know. She's watching it. <laughs> A lot of times I've had people come up and ask me, why do you love football so much? And and I really, I honestly don't even have a good answer for that. Other than I just kind of came into this world a sports girl. All right. We have this charming little girl here and she's about how old? Five years old. And when are you going to be six? You look like you're almost six years old. May 18th. What's one of your favorite games that you play? Baseball. Baseball? Yeah, I'm a sporter, ain't I? Oh, I guess you are a sporter. <laughs> I play basketball, too, and swim. Hey, wow. You're pretty athletic, aren't you? Mm-hmm. What's athletic mean? That you're sporty. Yeah, that's right. I'm a sporter, ain't I? That was Julie and her dad, who was in radio and TV back when Julie was a little girl. So from very early on, Julie was into sports. And maybe you're the same way. You have something in your life that you're like, I am into fill in the blank. And for Julie, it's football. And I thought it was kind of like a little passing thing, like cute, like, hey, come over to my house and watch football. 
and we'll just actually stand in the kitchen and talk while everybody else watches football. No, 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 no. No. When Carrie Underwood on Sunday Night Football begins to sing that song, she makes her children all come into the living room like, everyone get in the living room! Sunday night, where are you? (laughs) Sunday Night Football! And we all have to stand and sing. But... That it's it's a national holiday. The Super Bowl in our in our house. It's a national holiday. There's no joking around about it. It's Sunday night football and nachos. That's what we do. Okay, Julie, do you feel love that you're having so much time to talk about football? And do you want to kind of bring it home in like the women who believe way? Like, is there a point? No, we have to wrap it up. I can't. All right. So here's here's my personal obsession because I'm just kind of a hometown team girl. Wherever I'm living. I love that sports team. We lived in Indiana for a while, so I loved the Colts. And so I, I grew to love Peyton Manning. Hi. Yes. And so when we moved back to Colorado, I, I just grew to love the Broncos. And the day, not joking, the day that they said that Peyton Manning was going to come be our quarterback, there was like a permigrant on my face the entire day. It was like the best day of my life. Oh, my word. All right. Well, maybe that my marriage so and my children. My marriage and my children. This is how she is. This is not an act. Well, it's kind of true. So anyways, so I, I just, I love the Broncos. And so because of my love for them, I probably have some pretty strong opinions about other teams if they're coming up against us. One of those. Dun, 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 dun. And God bless all you Patriots fans out there, because I know there's a lot of them. And I actually have friends who love the Patriots, and, and you're awesome, and you're beautiful, and I'm sure we'd be wonderful friends. However, <laughs> when everything went down last season with <laughs> the whole deflate gate, and did you know, by the way, that if you go to Wikipedia, there's actually an entire page on deflate gate. Just for clarification, when you take some extra air out of the footballs, does that make them easier to handle? I their- don't know. <laughs> I, see, I've never played football. I don't know these things. But it's just cheating. It's, it's against the rules. Okay. It's against rules. And lots of people and, and goodness, it, lots of people have pushed back and said, whatever, it's not against the rules. And I didn't have any idea. No, we didn't do it. And whatever. And I, you know what? Here's the truth. I don't live in New England. I I don't know the truth. I don't know what happened. However, the report led them to believe that there it was more probable than not that something happened. Okay, so at the end of the day, it's it's really it's it's football. It's a game. Right, it's just football. It is it is really just a game. Just men in tight pants making millions of dollars, y'all. <laughs> lots and lots of money. But there's a lot there's a lot of money in it. But because I love it so much, I, I do I do look at it differently. And because I've got boys who are that elementary age who are looking at these superheroes in their mind and, and they're on the TV all the time and they're superstars, I look at them and I probably analyze it more than I should. But I, I just I walk away and I go, Man, integrity matters. Integrity matters. And I don't know who did what. I have no idea. I haven't read the Wells report in much depth or detail. And and there's probably a lot of things that, that I don't know. But I do know one thing that integrity matters. And and when we're when we're talking to our kids and we're we're teaching them about, you know, here's kind of how we do life. We tell them you're gonna make mistakes in life. And and that's okay. Gosh, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. You're going to make mistakes and that is okay. But here's here's what we want you to do. If you if you make a mistake, own it. Own it. Just own it. Yeah. And and just just say, man, I messed up. This is what I did. Sorry. Really sorry. And that's awesome. And and we're we're gonna forgive you. We're gonna we're in this together. We're a team and, and we're gonna do this together and it's okay. But just own it. 
Because at the end of the day, I don't want my kids to just go, man, what can I get away with? How far can I push this envelope? What can I totally get away with that my parents either aren't going to find out about or or I can just let this just kind of slide right through and nobody will ever know? No, what I want them to be asking is, how can I honor God? Oh, wow. Yeah. How can I honor God in this? And I know it's it's a slippery slope, that whole thing, because you can just start to just tell maybe just a little bit of a white lie. But I have seen in my own life, I've seen it in others, I've seen it in my kids. Man, you buy into that first white lie and it just goes downhill. And and so often we do. We live in this culture where it's like, it's okay to lie. It's normal. Everybody does it. You just lie about it. I'm certainly guilty of that in my own life where where you just, you get stuck or you get caught and you just think, well, I'll just I'll just say this, and and that'll get me out of it right away. I can think of times growing up or in high school where I had friends of mine lie to my parents, or or I lied to my parents, and and you just do because that's your human nature, and and you just try to get out of it because you wanna you wanna project well, you wanna present that that you're okay, and 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 so you lie, and that's just what our culture has just deemed as as common. And I don't want that. I don't want to live. I don't want to live in a common way. I want to live in such a way that that my life does not ask this question of what can I get away with? It asks the question of how can I most bring honor to God in this situation? In the words that I'm about to speak, in the actions that I'm about to take, how can I bring the most honor to God? And where that takes me to is God's word, which which bottom lines everything for me in my life. And it takes me to Psalm 51. And it's the story of David after he has been found out yeah. about him and Bathsheba and, and just everything. And, and, and David is just laid open before the Lord. And it takes me to verse six, where it says, God, here's what you want in me. You desire truth in my innermost being. You desire the truth. In my innermost being. And when I hear that word inner being, it's it's as if it's just like all areas of my life, every single part, God, you desire truth and you desire your truth. It's like this past weekend, I planted a bunch of flowers in these different pots and, and went out and I bought them and, and got them all planted in with new dirt and new soil and everything. And then I just took a ton of water all over the flowers just so that it would just soak in to the very root of each of the plants. And I see it as God pours out his word and his truth. And as I come to know him more and get to know his character and who he is, that he just wants his truth to just permeate every part of us to that to our innermost being, that we would just know his truth. And then we would operate out of that because whatever's inside of us is going to come out of our mouths. And if we are just living in lies and in deception and in uh, just that pushing the envelope, what can I get away with? If that's what's resonating inside of us, and if we're constantly, if our focus is constantly on that, that's what's going to come out. But if we are continuing to focus, if we if we are focused on God, how can I how can I bring the most glory to you in this situation? Then that's what's going to come out of our mouths. Someone listening, you just needed to hear that because you've been lying a little bit about stuff. You just got kind of lazy, and you've just been telling lies because it's easier. And the verse that Julie just said about truth in your innermost being, in the hidden part of you, um, that that needs to be where you start living again, in that truth. Now, somebody else who's listening, you've been lying a lot, and you don't even know how to stop. It's what some people call a stronghold. Like, it's it's part of who you are. You try to stop. You can't stop. So you just, that's who you are. But Jesus, 
is powerful and able to break that so that you can become someone you never dreamed you could be. And that is someone who honors God with what you say by telling the truth. I mean, again, it's it's football. And, oh, we're back to football. And we're back to football. I mean, because because it's just, it's a football and it's deflated or not deflated. It's what's going to help you with the game. It might not help you with the game. Who really knows? Because I don't. I'm not trying to compare the fact that, that what they may have done with the footballs is is anything in contrast to what David is talking about here. David's confessing adultery and and a murder plot. I mean, they're not the same. <laughs> one is football. One is a murder plot. She just didn't want to get mean letters from Patriots fans. Like, did you just compare Tom Brady to what happened in David's life? That one time when he killed the husband for the wife thing with the footballs it 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 can vary sometimes we just we just think this is no big deal it's just it's just a little bit of what i can get away with versus man i am i am intentionally planning to sin i i think we have all been there i know i have been there i am guessing that you have been there where there have been moments where it's like i'm just i'm going to lie i'm going to flat out lie about this and and i don't even care and the truth is is you probably do care and you probably have have some pretty strong convictions about it, but you you might feel stuck. You might feel like I just I don't even know where to go with this, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the easy way out. Here's what I'm gonna offer for us to take a look at this week. I'm gonna have us just kind of be in Psalm 51. I'm not asking this because I want us to just kind of sit in in some sort of condemnation or anything like that. That is not what I mean at all. I think sometimes though I need a holy realization of the holiness of God. I need just kind of a a realignment on the inside to go, you know, God is good. He is holy. And it is good for me to be humble before him and to realize that the only reason that I have good in my life, the only reason that I am forgiven of the things in my life, the only reason that I can be forgiven is because of his gift of forgiveness and grace in my life. And it is not all the things that I do. It is not all the busy work that I do. It's not all the ministry that I do. It's not all the the teaching or the writing or the all the great things that I, in my own little mind, can offer to him. Because it says in that same chapter, you don't want sacrifices. You don't want all my busyness. You don't want all these acts. That's not what you want. What what God wants is a broken and contrite heart or a repentive heart or a humble heart. God looks at the inside. Man, we, we all do. We all look at the outside. Is, is it Pinterest worthy? Is it Facebook worthy? Is it funny enough? Is it awesome enough? Is it worthy of a Super Bowl title in my life? Is it, is it going to be that good? But what God says is, I'm going to look at your heart. What's going on on the inside? That's what I am most concerned about because he loves me and because he loves you right where you're at, wherever you're at, whatever you might be in the middle of in your life, God loves you right where you're at. No matter what's going on, no matter if you've got just some white lies that you're just trying to just kind of skim the surface of or whether you are really caught and maybe just some depth of, man, just entanglement and, and whatever else might be going on in your life. I just want you to know that Jesus loves you right there and wants you to know that he desires truth in your innermost being and that he wants to meet you there no matter what.
Okay, so it is Psalm 51 that Julie is asking us to soak in for the next week. I just opened it on my computer, and you'll find there's 19 verses in Psalm 51, and some really powerful verses of a man pouring out his heart because he has sinned, and he is crying out to God for forgiveness. And so probably every single one of us can find something in our lives that we can say, you know what, God, I need to talk to you about this in particular. And so I'm so glad that Julie encourages us to get into God's word because it's the power of God um, to change us from the inside out. So it's awesome to be encouraged to be in Psalm 51 this week. This life lesson based on football has been brought to you by Julie Thomas, a football fanatic who loves Jesus. <laughs> For more information on how you can correlate football to your spiritual life, please visit womenwhobelieve.com. That's womenwhobelieve.com, Omaha, hut, hut. Yeah, I'm a sporter, ain't I? Why, yes, you are a sporter, little lady. If you are new to listening to Life with Lisa Williams, I wanted to fill you in on something really amazing that happened uh, before the show started on May 1st. The Monday after Easter, the news went out that there was going to be a show, but there was a need financially. And so there was what's called a Kickstarter campaign, which is a really cool website and you know company that allows creative ideas to get funded. It's called crowdfunding. And so over a two-week period, people gave money so that I could start this show. And it was one of the most remarkable experiences of my life because I stepped out and said, I feel like I'm supposed to do something. Would you like to help me do it? And the responses each person who encouraged or shared the information or was able to give money, it was like someone looking me in the eye and saying, you can do this. We're with you. And so I just wanted to acknowledge this group of people who did this amazing thing. And because of their gifts, the show is functioning. And um, so no one is paying for the show with a subscription. There's no sponsors. It's just something I'm able to do it feels like a gift to be able to offer this show as, um, a, a, you know, a companion, um, friendship, uh, ideas, encouragement. And I just wanted to thank those Kickstarter backers. I wanted to let you know that um, some of you get rewards for your gifts, you know, different fun little things. And that reward fulfillment will hopefully be happening sooner than later. My admin skills are low. And so I'm working through all the details and the t-shirts and all that stuff. So thank you for your patience. Uh, hopefully that'll all be in motion by the end of May. And so if you're new to listening to Life with Lisa Williams, I just wanted to fill you in a little bit on that backstory and express my gratitude one more time to everybody who helped kickstart Life with Lisa Williams. Thank you so much. A special shout out to some people who were nice to my kids this week, Melissa Mott and Beach, for teaching my boys how to play the drums and creating an environment where they can learn the arts and learn how to honor God with their gifts. And so I wanted to thank Joy Song, Melissa, and Beach for a very special recital that my boys were a part of this week. It means so much to me, and I just want to thank you publicly for what you do. 
And a big thanks to Paul Goldsmith, who's the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. Please come to lifewithlisawilliams.com if you have comments, suggestions, or you just want to find out more or listen to some of the shows that you may not have heard yet. Hashtag thanks for listening.